Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Andy. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are how are how's Andy doing today? I'm doing pretty great. I'm excited because today we have uh, an awesome episode lined up. We have we have someone joining us on the podcast, so I'm doing yeah. great. That's why. Doing great. You always like when there's another person other than me yeah, on the podcast. Those are exactly. always your favorites. <laughs> yeah, we have friend of the show uh, and uh, topic submitter extraordinaire, Brian Talbert, on the show today. Let's uh, let's give a warm welcome to Brian Talbert on the show. <laughs> should I start clapping? Is that what you should mean? We by... clap? Should we, should we clap? <laughs> I feel People like can I clap in their clap. cars. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, with topic submitter extraordinaire, I messaged Patrick the other day that I was listening to a podcast, to an episode, and didn't realize I had submitted the podcast about handoff to devs uh, about two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> messaged him that I completely spaced on it, but apparently I, I've submitted at least three topics. Um, yeah. One still in the in the wings. And that one was probably when you submitted three or four years ago. That's probably why you forgot. Mm, yep. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You, you think you submitted it before our, our podcast was going, Patrick? I think so. I think as a toddler, he was interested. He was like, <laughs> he was like, hmm, I wonder how design and development handoff works in the UX world. And then went back to kindergarten. Yep. This is uh, introducing Brian, the seven-year-old. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't look well, great for your age, Brian. I'm, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I got facial hair very early. Yeah. <laughs> facial hair at four, you know. It's awkward kindergarten. How long are we going to pull this bit? <laughs> as long as we can. Well, we, yeah, we have about 45 minutes. So, um, no, but that's what, that's, I mean, that's what we want to talk to you about. It's not necessarily like... <laughs> you being a toddler and growing a beard but um we want to talk to you about how you've you're relatively well well first of all i'll say you're relatively new to the ux world the industry i guess and not necessarily new to the community but the industry um why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself tell us what you're doing um where you're at that kind of stuff just real quick and then we'll jump into some questions absolutely so i Graduated from Utah Valley University um, in their interaction design program. Um, I was one of the first few cohorts to graduate from there. Um, graduated back in April of 2020, so as the pandemic hit, um, and had a very long and tiring uh, application year. Um, from 2020 to 2021. Um, and then I recently uh, got hired on at Solo up in Lehigh um, as a junior UX designer. Um, sort of in that transition year, I did whatever freelance projects came along, um, be it graphic design or a little bit of dev, and then whatever UX or website design I could do. 
Um, but freelance is, is a very different beast to just being a junior designer at a company. And so um, always looking for a job was, was number one on my priorities. Um, yeah, I got hired on at Solo one year, one month ago, um, and I am loving it. It's it's so much fun to be able to go into work and do uh, the stuff that I was uh, fitting time in, doing nights and weekends. Um, so to be able to do it full time has been fantastic. Man, Andy, do you remember do you remember that feeling of being fresh and being new to the industry and and having that kind of same passion as Brian has right now? <laughs> Yeah, it was like five minutes ago, Patrick. <laughs> oh, so totally right before we started this conversation. Yeah, okay. right before I saw your face. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, no, you have. You, yeah, you had. You had. Um, you were unlucky, right, to to graduate the exact same month that yep. everybody decided to lay everyone off. Um, how, so you talked about doing freelance and stuff. How did you stay? How did you stay motivated to still go the UX route at that point? Um, honestly, and if uh, if any of my friends from UBU in the IT department listen to this, they'll they'll understand. Um, but honestly, it was I didn't want to work in IT, um, which was my free, my full time job at the time. Um, I was just working a job that I didn't enjoy and I had a passion that I really enjoyed. Um, and so always striving towards that, um, towards that eventual goal is what, what sort of led me. Um, and then I'm sort of a tech nerd. And so new tools and toys that would come out, I would geek over about for a month or two. They would sort of drive, um, drive that, that desire, that passion. Uh, for that span of time. But yeah, really, it was I really wanted to do UX. And I really didn't want to do much of anything else, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was sort of my, my, my drive during the time. That's, yeah. that's really awesome. So you you found something you loved. And you also at the same time knew the alternative, which for you was IT and you didn't want mm -hmm. to do that. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I do have some bad news for you though. When you when your relatives ask you what you do for a living, you're gonna say you ask them like, that's IT, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're still doing <laughs> IT. I'm sorry to, t to tell you that. You're still doing that. You're gonna be fixing pre people's printers for the rest of your life because yeah. you said something about <laughs> software in your job. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but fair points <laughs> you th the good news is you do get to do something that you love that you're passionate about and i'm 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 stoked for you I'm, congrats you've been you've been doing that full time for a month and i think that's that's awesome and something you should definitely be celebrating thank you it's been yeah. a great month and putting the time into your education like that's something i think you know to be clear on like putting the time in for the education that's a lot of time spent right and then yeah. and then seriously spending like a year plus you know, out there in a job market that is not conducive to finding a job. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough to find a job when it's conducive, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot mm -hmm. of competition, but also when, and then just, and then just keeping your hopes high, you know, I've had a couple of people that have, have given up <laughs> for the last year. Should I go to boot camp? Should I not? You know, and I was like, I don't know. And then they've just gone on to another industry. So, mm -hmm. um, 
that that passion that you have for UX design, where did that um, where did that seed get implanted and start to blossom? Like, was there a particular moment in time? Was there like, uh, but just just what was it? Do you have a story behind that or? Yeah, sort of. Uh, my journey into it uh, answers that pretty well. Um, so my whole family uh, are engineers by uh, by education, at least. Um, and so I started over at BYU in, in mechanical engineering, uh, transitioned to computer science because um, I really enjoyed the problem solving side of CS um, and then realized that I would essentially have a math minor um, if I continued in CS and I do not enjoy math. Um, and so I transitioned from BYU to UVU, um, still in CS, but more of the front end. Um, so I realized that the front end, you know, you got to work with visuals and, and see your solutions uh, better than just like a green checkbox or process complete. Um, and then around that time, they they had opened up an interaction design emphasis um, program. And I took an intro class and loved it. It uh, was customer facing. Uh, so you work directly with people, not just with a computer program. Um, it's allowed me to solve problems creatively, which is fantastic. Um, and then on top of all that, it was visual, uh, visual problem solving, essentially. Um, everything I did was visual, it wasn't just text-based. Um, and so it was a very exciting and different industry that I more or less stumbled into. Um, and what really hooked me were the classes. This is going to be a bit of an ad for UVU, but were the classes at UVU? Um, most, a lot of my professors were uh, adjunct professors. And so like they were working in the industry and were able to teach us uh, really pertinent topics. Um, and uh, a couple of my classes, I just, I really enjoyed the professor. I really enjoyed like the, the culture and the feel of UX and, and I was hooked by like sophomore year. Very cool. Very cool. So now, now that you've started, you've been, you know, practicing UX for a month. Uh, you know, you've taken all that time to actually, you've, you went on this, you know, very different journey of like, um, you know, going from, you know, mechanical engineering all the way into like some sort of UX position, right. And some sort of UX studies. Um, you've done all that work and now you've actually been able to land the job. How has that, that training, that education been able to help you um, prepare for what the real life experience that you've had for the last month of, of UX has been for you? Yeah, it's, I've been very impressed with how my education has influenced my work experience. Um, I come into come into meetings and I have an opinion right away. I'm just a junior designer, one of two, uh, with just one other senior designer. And I'm able to have input and opinion because of the things I've studied or worked on um, throughout my education and throughout my like personal experience. Um, I'm able to like really input and, and 
affect things in a company that is starting its UX sort of journey, so to say. Um, we're starting a new um, department or team within the company, um, and I'm able to be a part of it and, and have uh, it. I mean, I would say valuable input. Um, hopefully, everyone else would say that as well. Um, yeah, it's been it's been very surprising how uh, applicable, directly applicable, my education and experience has been. Awesome. That's and that's really great to hear that it was able to prepare you very well to to be able to get started and you know hit the ground running in that. So that's that's super awesome. Has there been anything that has been unexpected for you as you have started this uh, new career that you didn't quite get out of the educational experience? Yes, um, working in, within a design system, um, working on freelance projects. Um, I would sort of make them as I would go, uh, but most of them were smaller websites. And so there wasn't a whole lot of chance for reusability of components. Um, and so working within that and building it out for a team and not just building out for myself um, is something that the team is still working through. Um, I just spent some of an afternoon working on it. Um, which is fun. Like it's a, it's a new challenge. Yeah. Um, and then one thing I know that's going to come up is that development handoff. Um, as a freelance guy, like I would use different uh, website builders, different platforms like that. And so I was always sort of the handoff is handoff to myself. Um, but working directly with dev uh, with the engineering side um, is going to be interesting. We, are working on a handoff right now, actually. Tomorrow is the sort of the deadline. Um, so it's going to be a, an interesting week coming up, I feel, or a few weeks, really. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. That's definitely something for me <laughs> that, uh, of course, I wasn't like professionally trained on a UX, but that was something for me that it was, I was really worried about. Like, how do I actually get this thing translated into code? You know, how do I mm -hmm. help them with that? And um, it's very different and it's something that it, it definitely takes finesse. So um, it should yeah. be absolutely interesting for you. <laughs> that's <laughs> something to look forward to. So that's that's really awesome. Um, so I actually kind of want to jump backwards a little bit. So you had mentioned some really interesting things. Of course, when you 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 finished your education, you had you had finished that at a very inopportune time where um, companies weren't really hiring a lot. And you had mentioned that you um, kind of came across a lot of uh, freelance opportunities. Can you elaborate for, for other people who are very interested in trying to find freelance opportunities, especially brand new designers, how did you find those? Like, uh, did they just fall in your lap or, you know, what did you do to, to grab those opportunities? Yeah. So I worked, uh, in the IT department at UVU, um, with a medium sized team. Um, two of the other full-time guys had side gigs. One's uh, a Twitch streamer and one is a DJ. Um, and the DJ didn't have any online presence at all. Um, the venue that he worked at sort of pushed him in that direction. And he knew that I graduated in UX and that's, um, that's sort of what he knew of, of website design. And so he was like, Hey, could you build me this thing? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? 
Um, and the other one, the, the Twitch streamer, um, a project that sort of unfortunately fizzled out, but um, they apparently uh, Smash players, uh, Super Smash Bros players will use uh, a product, a service called Smash.gg for most tournaments. Um, and uh, my friend wasn't super happy with that product. Um, and he had talked to several other streamers who weren't happy with it. And so uh, we got together and sort of worked through to see if there's anything that we could do. Um, unfortunately, about two months in, uh, Smash.gg got bought by Microsoft, um, <laughs> sort of went aside. And uh, so there's going to be a lot more capital invested into Smash.gg. Um, and then some of the other ones, I, I would do um, essentially a cold call, a cold email. Um, I would look at local websites uh, for local restaurants, businesses, and whatnot, um, and see that their website was just not up to sort of modern standards. Uh, do a quick redesign of the front page and then email them, be like, hey, is this something you would like? Are you seeing a lot of web traffic? Are you uh, looking to increase that? Um, this is sort of the caliber of, of work I can do for you. Um, so like presenting them with a, uh, an example of my work related to what they do so they can see an actual impact of it. Um, wow. And I got, I got one out of that. That company also got bought out. And so that one didn't <laughs> didn't fully get pulled out, but uh, there were two more in the wings that I was going to work on before I uh, got pulled into solo. Mm, nice, very interesting. And so you had mentioned um, the 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 sort of tools you use to be able to to build out some of those experiences were were like online web builders, website builders. Yeah. Is that what you mentioned? Okay. Mm -hmm. Which ones did you use for that? Um. I used uh, Squarespace, Webflow, and WordPress. So really, any okay. that you could use, I ended up using nice. um, for a variety of, of projects, whatever complexity was, was needed. Which okay. one's your favorite? Webflow, probably. <laughs> Webflow is really similar to like an actual design tool, so it's fun. Yeah. Um, Square, Squarespace is just it's very easy, which is great, but it's very easy. And WordPress is the exact opposite of oh. all of those, right? It's just this is the worst. <laughs> it's, and I haven't used it since like my marketing days, but back, th I'm sure it's probably the same. <laughs> just no, <laughs> I had a school project where we used WordPress, and then two years later, I did a freelance project in WordPress, and it was the same experience. It's just not good. Yeah, it just hasn't improved, huh? Mm -hmm. Awesome. So one sec. Thing. No worries. So that's really great. Thank you for giving me um, kind of some of those details there. I think that's really fascinating how you were able to kind of get some of those freelance um, things, especially like you started like doing like cold emails. Uh, mm -hmm. That's something that's kind of, that's brave, you know, <laughs> like I was very desperate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I wanted real UX work and that was, yeah. uh, I had run out of personal ideas and so. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that says something about the passion, right? That says something about 
um i know you're desperate but also like that says something about just getting your your hands dirty or being willing to get your hands dirty right and being like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna reach out to some people i that's not how like i think i approached it when i was starting out i i was using you know freelance services to mm-hmm. try to you know have them connect me with people um but i i thought of that like i would think of that like couldn't i just like <laughs> couldn't i just like you know, go to one of these local restaurants and be like, Hey, your website sucks. I'll redesign it for you. If you want to pay me, you know, two grand or something. Um, but you actually, you actually did that, which <laughs> is great. <laughs> it turns out that approach, uh, isn't, well, the lazy version of that approach isn't uncommon of some developer in some country messaging someone being like, Hey, I could remake your website for, you know, super cheap or whatever. But then they don't have like an example or they don't have like something applicable to the business. Um, yeah. And so I, I sort of hope that that would help me. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think that's an easy approach to coming mm-hmm. more from a design standpoint than from a development world where it's like, I can show you, like you demonstrated like, Hey, look, I redesigned your website. I don't, I hadn't even talked to you yet and I made mm-hmm. your website better. Like yeah. imagine when I talk to you, <laughs> what I can do. Um, I like that. I like that approach. It does take a lot of guts. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you had that experience. I think there's other people out there too, that listen to the podcast that are probably in a similar, a, a similar way. And I would tell people the same thing, like just go out there and do something right. Mm-hmm. Like talk to your uncle. I think we all know people um, that could use our services in some way, you know, we have like we might have an uncle that has like a landscaping company or you might have a coworker that yeah does is a dj or a coworker that you know makes cupcakes on the side or something and so i think you know being you know being assertive being brave and just being like hey you want me to help you out with that i think is a good mm-hmm. a really good approach so i end up i end up going at it with the same approach as i did to applying with jobs it's like what are they going to do say no what are they going to do like <laughs> just be silent like i'm i already don't have any communication with them um mm. how how bad really is an email saying no like it's not with strangers yeah. it's very easy um but with like people you know i feel like that's a little more you have to interact that's with true. them later afterwards you know yeah yeah you have that's to tell true. them that their their website's horrible can I, can I fix it for you? <laughs> and then maybe, the, uh, Thanksgiving dinner is going to be horrible, you know, so. <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't get many freelance jobs. <laughs> that's why everybody looks at me uh, cross-eyed at barbecues now. Yeah. Um, what, uh, beyond, beyond, like, going, going with that, what, what have you learned for people in, people listening to the podcast right now that were in your same shoes six months ago seven months ago what are what are some key things that you learned even practically like what to put on a resume what your portfolio should be or what not to say to you know a hiring manager are there any tips that you can that you've picked up in the last you know year you know you'd think i'd have like a good list of these tips (laughs) after a year of uh of searching um one thing that uh Mike Harper, one of my professors, sort of harped on um, was that he he would focus on um, accomplishments within a resume. And I would say the same extends to a portfolio. 
um, things that you affected and actually did. Because um, you can say, oh yeah, I designed this website, but like what kind of revenue did that turn out? What kind of impact did that redesign really do? Um, and if you don't know that, it's a great opportunity to do the research and find even more experience. Um, and something I started focusing on near the end of my, of my search. Um, and then within sort of the interview space, um, one thing I really enjoy about my job um, is that they treat me as an adult, um, as in they give me an assignment and I go and do the assignment. Um, and there's not, there's obviously there's uh, oversight, um, but mentioning that within a uh, interview can be dicey. Uh, it can just be seen as, oh yeah, you're just, uh, I forget, how much can I uh, swear on this? You can swear, go ahead. Okay. Um, oh yeah, you're just like a big asshole. Like I don't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to work with someone who doesn't want any oversight on them. Um, and so my boss at UVU actually mentioned that to me, gave me interview tips and a one-on-one -on -one that we had. Um, and he was like, yeah, that's sort of a red flag if you say things along those lines. And so I was sort of, you know, I, I had to reorient how I uh, approach that topic. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, unfortunately, that's the major things um, that I have for like concrete tips on resumes, interviews, portfolios. Yeah. That's awesome. Would you, would you say if you were to focus, sorry, Andy, or if you were to focus on one of those, like, I know when you're, when you're looking for a job, it's hard to like do all the stuff, right? Mm. It's hard to have like a perfect portfolio and a perfect resume. Cause you're working full time, you're working another job or whatever. If you're to focus like a lot of your time, what is, what would be the most relevant thing that you would focus on looking back? On like resume portfolio interview? Kind yeah, of like, or... the, like those three things, like especially like resume, mm -hmm. portfolio, like mm -hmm. like letter, like there's letter, right? Resume and portfolio. Which one of those three would be where you focus all of your time on? Honestly, for design for our industry, probably portfolio. Um, resumes are great, but there are hundreds of them. And once you get a solid resume down, um, you're going to be just as solid as everyone else. But once they get to a portfolio, they're going to see like the actual work that you have done. Um, that's where your real skills can actually show. Um, now don't look at my portfolio now uh, because you've heard that uh, wonderful listener because it's probably not fantastic, but uh, that's where, um, yeah, where your skills really show. Uh, so you can say you've done things on your portfolio, on your resume, but to actually do those things, it's where your resume is at. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good to keep in mind, I think, for a lot of people, because I think people focus on sort of getting the, you know, sort of getting in the door and then they forget sort of the other side of it of like what you talked about is what you can really do. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I love that. I also, I really liked how you talked about the outcomes. I think that's really interesting because if, if somebody is looking at your portfolio and they're able to see outcomes that you were able to affect as a designer, they can imagine you making those 
similar, you know, the same or similar outcomes with their company as well, versus looking at something that has zero outcomes, uh, they're really not going to know what this designer can do, you know, what, what, what they can really bring to the table. So I really like that a lot. I think that's awesome. And, you know, also showing those outcomes as part of your portfolio, I think is key, like definitely showing here's this, this case study, this project I did, here's why I did it. And here's what it affected like here's you know what happened after i did it i think that's very powerful so i think that's wonderful advice yeah well and as a hiring manager you can see that's that's where you can actually see what this person's going to do right like Mm because when you're interviewing you're asking you're asking this person a bunch of questions but then if you can actually see like oh they research affected this and blah 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 and like here's the outcome of that thing and all that kind of stuff. Then you're like, oh, okay, well, they understand it. Like they obviously understand a design process, but they actually understand the purpose of what they're doing, which I think is is really good to see because that's kind of what you're trying to get at the entire time anyway, is being like, what can this person, what is this person actually going to contribute if I hire them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, are there any things on the flip side of that? Are there any things that you would suggest people not do <laughs> when they're when they're out looking for a job any 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 we've all made little mistakes right or have little failures when we've been interviewing and stuff do you have did you have any of those oh i'm i mean yes um but remembering them ones that i haven't blocked out i (laughs) honestly can't think of them at the moment (laughs) um maybe they'll come to me in in another year when i'm not uh still like suffering from minor ptsd from the whole job search (laughs) um i'm sure there were several that i remembered and 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 adjusted um but at the moment i can't remember them yeah did you have any really, I always like hearing, me and Andy have talked about these two on the, in the past, um, interview stories. Did you have any strange interview stories without mentioning companies, mm. obviously, or names? Mm-hmm. Did you have any like really weird ones? I had one that was probably weird for the interviewers, um, but I still blame them for it. Uh, so, it was like the second level of an interview and they wanted me to go through some work that I've go through a case study. Um, and generally when I go through a case study, I can, you know, I'm either with the person or sharing a screen or something. Um, and so I just shared sort of my Figma file. I'd cleaned it up a little bit, um, and would go back and forth every now and again to the current, product that I was working on and then back to my, my Figma file. Um, and I got an email back from them like, Hey, uh, it looks like good work, like relatively good work, but we were sort of expecting like a slide deck. Um, but they hadn't mentioned much of that. And maybe I should have assumed, um, but I didn't. Um, and so that interview itself was probably kind of awkward for the interviewers because they were expecting one thing and I gave them uh, something quite different. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's their fault too for not giving you the right, correct expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a designer too. You're going to do it in Figma, right? Like that's yeah, what you're going to do. 
<laughs> no, you have to do a PowerPoint presentation oh, because yes. that's that's the way this world works. You know, when when you have in your resume your skills section and you have to have Word, PowerPoint, Excel, mm -hmm. yeah. you have to demonstrate that you know how to use PowerPoint, right? So that's true. That's how yeah. you do it. If, I did have it, one. I did one other interview where it was uh, I did actually create a slide deck, uh, but it was all within Figma, uh, which ended up just being a nightmare because I wanted to add in forward and back buttons and minor interactions, and it was mm -hmm. just it was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you're a designer. That's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> just stick with PowerPoint, Google, yeah. Google slides. <laughs> I know my my uh, my my boss. Uh, I did a slide deck thing like in sketch or something, you know, and, and he was like, he was like freaking designers. Like, <laughs> don't, you know, they make tools for this that are way easier. Cause it's like, it's a nightmare, right? It's like, uh -huh. you know, I want to design the perfect thing. And then it's, it takes you three days instead of <laughs> a half an hour. So here's the thing though. It's not way easier. Like actually does, <laughs> have you tried designing something in PowerPoint? Yes. It is yes. incredibly difficult. It is so hard to do. So no, it's true. If you, it's way if, easier in Sketch or Figma. If you wanted to do something like that, yes, it would be way easier. But if you're just looking to, you know, have a presentation, you know, sometimes sure. you don't want to just go down the rabbit hole. Looking, looking back at some of my, like my, my graphic design days, some of my proudest achievements are some of the PowerPoint presentations I was able to make for like sales and stuff. Like they had like amazing animations and transitions and like they were designed beautifully. And that was like so much work. That was like way more work than anything I had to work on. I was like coding email templates, but designing in PowerPoint was like my <laughs> proudest achievement. <laughs> or Keynote. Keynote was the one that they made us do at UVU when I was there mm -hmm. a decade plus ago. We had to design a slide deck in Keynote. Um, we had to design, design our own theme and everything, right? Mm. Transitions and stuff. And it was, yeah, it was horrendous. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. Um, you have any other questions, Andy? My list of questions is done. And I know we're, we're getting kind of up on time. What do you have yeah, any more questions? I, I have one Brian? more question for Brian. Um, you, Brian, you've made it through your educational journey. You've made it through the perilous journey of trying to find your first UX job and you did it. You've been there for a month. So I want to know, Brian, what is next for you? What's, what's your next journey? That's a good question. Um, hopefully what's next is more solo. Um, we're a, a small team of three, two junior designers, only one senior designer. Um, we're hiring almost double the amount of devs this year um the business is sort of exploding and so ideally well ideally for the next several years i'll say um i'm just going to be able to help build this team um to see where we can go um it should be it should be very exciting um and sort of an experience that i think i'll i'll be able to learn from for years. Um, yeah, that's sort of what's on the nearest horizon. Also, nice. Awesome. We'll have that's to have great. you back on in like a year. 
and be like, do you still feel the same way? <laughs> and, and what have you learned? And uh, what would you do differently? We'll ask you all the same questions. Um, yeah, it should be, it should be an interesting, interesting experience. Right. Um, yeah. I remember my first, my first job, like my first job in, in the industry was, uh, my very first job in the industry. Um, the one that's not on my LinkedIn or my resume was a horrific, horrific place that I was really excited about when I started. Um, and it was the, mainly because they lied to me and told me it was something else. But, um, so I'm glad that you did not, you did not wind up in that situation. I'm glad you, you found a place where you can, uh, learn and grow and excel and use your skills. And, um, it's fun, man. I do. I'm, I do like seeing your posts on LinkedIn or whatever, um, and talking to you today, like it does give me more energy than I, you know, than I would normally have <laughs> probably <laughs> in the design world, just cause I, I'm, I'm in that realm of, you know, sometimes being jaded and grumpy about the industry. So it's nice to like see another fresh face excited about <laughs> their job and their career. So it's cool. It's really cool. I'm, I'm stoked for you. Glad I can, uh, help even senior designers <laughs> i didn't know how to how to word that best but i'll say yeah. senior designers <laughs> and yeah you absolutely can i think it's i think it's awesome um having you on um hearing your story it's been really great i think it's going to be very helpful for a lot of other designers who are just starting that 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 job search or just starting their education uh even those senior designers those jaded um a grumpy designers like Patrick that, that need to understand that the importance of <laughs> design and how, how fun it can be, how passionate you can be at it. Um, so um, thank you so much for coming on. It's been awesome hearing your story. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. And we, we definitely have to have you on again. Yeah. When you're, when you're older, older than seven, <laughs> when you, <laughs> maybe when you hit 10 years old and you can tell yeah. us, some more stuff that's going on. I'll be able to log into Zoom on my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, if I could have just a sec before we close out. Yeah. Um, so, part of my journey throughout this year, um, I got a interview, uh, several interviews at a, a high company that I really, really wanted. Um, this was back in, ooh, it was probably April, maybe May. So pretty early on in my job search, um, and I got really far and I got to the final phase and it was between me and like three other designers and I didn't get it. And I was crushed. Like I lost all motivation to apply for jobs. I lost all motivation to do much design work for a solid month, at least. Um, my wife, uh, picked up my slack, um, and she just started applying for jobs. I'd be at work and I would get, some days I would get 60 emails in my inbox um, of just jobs that she had applied for. She was at home with the kids. Um, but that that support system was the best thing for me. Um, and for, for all those designers who are looking for work or sort of down um, because uh, something is crappy with work, uh, that that support system was the only way I was able to like keep going in my job search um, and and focus on 
what I wanted, what I actually did want to do, um, even though I didn't feel it at the moment. Um, but yeah, just sort of a, a support systems and people who, who are able to help when you literally can't do anything. Um, cause that was, that was a very rough, uh, change. Um, and then several months later, I, I was able to come back and like pick myself back up and start doing more work and start applying to more jobs. Um, yeah. but I just want people to know that they have a sport system, uh, somewhere, maybe it's just a product hive, maybe it's I don't know, a neighbor. Um, but they, there's, there's people to help. Yeah. Yeah. Classmates, coworkers, even if you're working at subway, you know, and they're not mm. in design or going into design, right? It's like, you know, you need that. You, you like, there's, all, there's people all around you to help you out. So that's cool. That's cool that you had your wife there with you. It's also uh, one thing to keep in mind too. And uh, coming from a hiring manager <clears throat> um, who probably put people like you in that situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, it's, it, I want, I always wanted people to know that it's never like a personal thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's probably as a design manager on the flip side of that whole entire equation, it's, it's probably the hardest decision you make, um, you know? And so th I think that also plays into it. I, I just want people to know when they're applying, they get in situations like that, you know, it's, it's really easy. And I've done it every time I have a gun job is you take it personally. Right. And mm -hmm. it, 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 you know, it hits you pretty hard. So um, but it, but that's never the case unless it was Andy, unless you were interviewing with Andy at Workfront, then it was 100% personal. <laughs> All right. But, but I'm sure, but I'm sure Andy, if it, if it was Workfront, wink, wink, you can tell me later, uh, then, uh, then Andy would have, you know, he would have been on, he would have had your back. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's very true. Like going through the, the job interview process and you are, you're excited about a, com a company that you could potentially join. It's, it's exactly like dating. Like you, you're getting super, super stoked about this new relationship you're forming and you're very excited about what the future could be. And then they say, I don't think I want a relationship with you. <laughs> and it just hurts. It's, it's heartbreaking. Um, so I can, I can resonate with that. Brian, I think a lot of people who have fled for jobs they really want um, can relate to that for sure. Uh, so shout out to your wife. That's so awesome that she was able to to, to pick up uh, those pieces and help you um, continue moving on. And I think that's a really great example of yeah, having having a support system. And if you don't have one, try to get one. I think I think all of us need one. Uh, we could all be each other's support system buddies and <laughs> try to find um, that help I think is important for when you you do need that support. And when you can give that support to someone else, it's also important to look for that. So uh, that's an awesome example. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cool, man. Well, uh, well, thanks for being on. We'll have you on in like another year. <laughs> Sounds good. And then good. Uh, we'll check in on you. You'll be like the design much um, adopted son. You know, <laughs> we're adopting someone now, Patrick. I think I think so. Well, we brought. Wow. We we unofficially hired Matt Bourne as the as the uh, executive producer. So why not? Why not, not adoption? Adopt yeah, why yeah. not? We have this that scenario we haven't covered. <laughs> My parents Maybe. are in town, so they can sign the paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There we go. <laughs> Done. Oh, man. Another mouth to feed, Patrick. Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I think that'll be great to have to Brian to adopt you into the Design Much family. I think that'll be wonderful. <laughs> It'd be like a... Um... <laughs> Yeah, like a foster. You'd be our foster son. That's what we'll do. Here we are. It's it's uh, less expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and if and no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say any more. Everything that was just horrible. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> okay. Thanks, man. Hey, thank thanks you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> okay. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contact and fill out the form. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends, coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t-shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, design nerds.